Welcome back to the Entertainment Inquisition. I'm your host, Allison Steinkamp. I'm really excited you're here, and I am pumped about this new episode. Today's movie is one that I grew up with and enjoy every time I watch it. It's a family favorite at the Steinkamp house, and I knew it had to be the first piece of media I talked about. So Nacho Libre came out in 2006 and stars Jack Black. Honestly, I am a big Jack Black fan. Kung Fu Panda was definitely his best role, and it probably started with my love for this movie. I think it goes without saying that there will be spoilers for the movie and every other movie I talk about in the future, so I recommend watching the movie before I talk about it. But for those of you who haven't seen it and don't plan to, or for those who have seen it but forgot, I'm going to give a summary of the plot. I would say a short summary, but I cannot guarantee it. We meet our main character, Ignacio, as a kid who wants to be a luchador, basically a sport wrestler in Mexico. However, Ignacio is growing up in the monastery because he's an orphan, and the Catholic Church does not approve of wrestling. We fast forward to a grown-up Ignacio, played by Jack Black, cooking lunch for all the orphans. I don't know what it is that he cooks for him, but in the movie, it starts out as a pot of water with like a whole head of lettuce in it, and then some mayonnaise, and it turns into something I could only describe as looking like pureed refried beans, and they eat it every day with tortilla chips on top, and the kids hate this food. Like, it's really, really gross. Later that day, Sister Encarnacion is brought to the orphanage as a new teacher. Ignacio, or we can call him Nacho for short, is instantly in love with her. And this is a little weird because she's a nun and he's training to be a priest. So, not good. He asks her if she wants to have toast later, but doesn't get a response because another brother interrupts. This other brother, he's kind of greasy and gross, and he also kind of likes the uh, sister, but that's also weird. Nacho drives to town to get the donated chips and has them stolen by a homeless man. After this massive defeat, Nacho drives by the city and we see him, Ramses, the best luchador. Nacho sees a poster on the wall for an amateur fight night, but he knows that he can't do it because the church doesn't agree with it. He does have toast with the sister, and they talk about their families. After the brothers complain about his food again the next day, he leaves to find a new duty. He recruits the homeless man who stole the chips to be his tag team partner, and cue the most hilarious training montage. Now, I'm a big fan of training montages. I think that it's really cool, and they like are really good in a lot of movies. This one is the funniest one I've seen. I mean, it involves... Nacho breaking a cantaloupe on his chest and Stephen walking around. Stephen is the homeless man. Stephen's walking around in a like field of wildflowers and Nacho just throws a beehive at him to see if he can run away fast enough. It's funny. I really like it. They lose really bad in their first fight, but they get paid anyway. So Nacho uses the money to buy better food for the orphans. They keep losing over and over and over again. And Stephen tells Nacho that he knows a water gypsy who can find eagle eggs. The eagle eggs apparently are supposed to give him, like, superhuman powers and nutrients. So Nacho goes, they meet the water gypsy, and so he climbs a cliff and drinks the yolk of an eagle egg and dives back into the water off the cliff. And they still keep losing over and over and over and over again. What's their next best option? They break into a party that's hosted by one of the best managers, and they ask to go pro. But they weren't invited to the party, so essentially Steven had to climb a wall, and Nacho only got in because he pretended to be part of the mariachi band, and they make complete fools of themselves. 
Nacho ends up singing a song for Ramses, which is really embarrassing, but also really funny. So if you have time, I recommend looking it up. Even though they completely embarrassed themselves, they get invited to wrestle at the Battle Jam the next week, and the winner would fight Ramses for 50,000 pesos. So of course, Nacho is excited about this. Nacho gets back to the monastery, and Sister Encarnacion is really mad at him because he kept forgetting to buy food, and he didn't make any breakfast, and so she's making breakfast, and she wants to know what he was doing the night before and why he wasn't there. He tells her that he was at a wrestling match, and she reminds him that it's a sin. However, she also tells him that it's not a sin to fight if you are fighting for something holy. Nacho prays at the altar, and he realizes that he needs to fight for the children, Then a candle lights his robe on fire, and everyone sees his luchador costume underneath. He leaves the monastery for the battle jam, but ends up coming in second place. Whenever he gets back that night, they've packed up his entire room and kicked him out of the monastery. He lives in the wilderness for about one day, but then Stephen comes out and tells him that the winner of the battle jam can't fight, so Nacho gets to face Ramses. Nacho is losing big time until Sister Encarnacion and the orphans show up to the fight to cheer for Nacho. Nacho wins and he buys a school bus for the children to go on field trips. The end. So let's talk about the Catholicism in it. First, we have the idea that the church is against wrestling. This comes from the idea of false idols. In the luchador culture in Mexico, these men are praised for their bodies and their strength and people idolize their favorite fighters. We can take it back to the story of the golden calf in the Old Testament. Moses delivered the Israelites from Egypt, and they began to worship a golden calf instead of God. In the movie, Ramses even wears a gold mask anytime we see him. Perhaps this is to show how Ramses is supposed to be a metaphorical golden calf, something that people worship instead of God. Next, we'll talk about the monastery itself. When Spain was colonizing South America, the church sent missionaries to convert the local people to Catholicism and to care for orphans. That is why this monastery is also an orphanage. It makes sense that the brothers would be caring for children at this place. However, in the movie, the brothers are seen to be more mean, and Sister Encarnacion is very kind. But I've heard from my grandparents many times that the nuns who taught at their schools were more mean than the brothers. This has definitely changed in the present era, but I think the movie is showing a lot of modern ideas with Sister Encarnacion being such a kind teacher. Before Nacho and Steven's first fight, Steven says that he doesn't believe in God, but he only believes in science. This is one of my favorite arguments made against the existence of God, because science actually proves the existence of God. And many scientific theories, such as the Big Bang Theory, were actually discovered by priests. Either way, Nacho decides to take matters into his own hands and baptizes Steven, kind of against his will, before the next fight. Steven continues to make a conversion throughout the movie and actually prays over Nacho before his last fight. This next aspect of Catholicism in the movie is actually the craziest thing. I never knew this until I read an article about Nacho Libre by Christopher West, but when Nacho is praying in front of the altar and realizes that he should fight for the children and the candle lights his robe on fire, it's actually supposed to be a comedic indication that the Holy Spirit has descended upon Nacho and has blessed his mission. Although Nacho Libre pokes fun at the Catholic Church and has a brother who is interested in a nun, it actually teaches a really important lesson. In the beginning, Nacho wants to fight for his own glory. He wants a taste of the glory. He says that, I'm the gatekeeper of my own destiny, and I will have my glory day in the hot sun. But what Nacho comes to realize throughout the entire movie is that he keeps losing and humiliating himself because everything he is doing is for his own glory. When he eventually realizes that he must fight for the glory of God, 
God blesses him in his victory over Ramses. In John 8:54, it says, If I glorify myself, says Jesus, my glory is worth nothing, but it is my Father who glorifies me. Nacho learns this important lesson, and so do all who watch the movie. I really love this movie, and I hope that all of you have a chance to watch it someday. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Entertainment Inquisition. I hope you enjoyed learning about Nacho Libre, and subscribe to continue learning about Christians and pop culture. Bye!